into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America. As long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. All right. Welcome to Pod Damn America. Uh, hey, guys. It's Jake. I'm back from tour. Um, I uh, have one very important thing I want to talk to tonight, which is the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, I liked it. All my friends hated it. Uh, that's basically the premise of the episode you're about to hear. Um, without further ado, I'll get right into this. I've got with me, Rock of Meta. Hey. Alex Patak. Do I have your attention yet? I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Anders Lee. Anders Lee here. Jeremy Hammond. Hi, I'm dressed like Magnum P.I. today. And special guest from Chapo Trap House, Virgil, Texas. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, very unusual for me to be in a Brooklyn loft with a bunch of men recording a <laughs> podcast, but I think I'll manage. <laughs> wow, you nailed that so hard, no one could ever tell that you said it on the recording that we just fucked up. Um, so <laughs> I appreciate one your showmanship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think, was Glenn Greenwald on that one too? Uh yeah, somebody kicked over the fucking the the podcast recording box and uh, fucked up all all, all leftist podcasts for a year. <laughs> it was a way. mistake to uh, put them all in that the, one the, box. The Tower Seven <laughs> server. Wait, wait, we yeah. lost the Bernie interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost the uh, episode of the Bernie Sanders podcast that I guessed it on, where we hear Underrated. <laughs> Centralization well, is dangerous. Rotten Tomatoes critics are one percent of the. Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> He's an underrated character. All right. You gotta grab the mic if you're doing a long impression of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. The 1% of the Empire conta- controls 90% of the coaxium. That is wrong. I mean, is it wrong, though? That's what Sagarera probably thought, right? The Forrest Whitaker, weird, freckly, uh, one footed character. He's probably on some Bernie shit. Okay, that so. That was Forrest Whitaker? That was Forrest Whitaker. Am I being double racist? I'm pretty sure Forrest Whitaker was in. Forrest Whitaker Rogue. is not I was in hoping Solo. you were. <laughs> he was in Rogue One. Yeah, not, he's yes. in Rogue One oh. for yeah. sure. I right. thought you were saying the uh, young woman who was. The young woman was played by Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker played most of the roles in Solo. They use CGI. <laughs> That's oh, why man. he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's a real Eddie Murphy sort of situation. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen Solo, all of the characters are played by Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Even Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. Yeah. In various fat suits. Um, no. Okay. So I liked this movie, and I think I might be the only person online that liked it. And the reason I liked it is because I went and saw it in Denver on an off day I had, and I was, you know, arguably on a manic upswing and very full of sodium because I went to a matinee alone and ate a lot of popcorn. But I did really like it, and I want to point out that I hated The Last Jedi. Like, I thought it had third act problems and thematic problems and just, like, all sorts of plot holes and stuff. Also, it sucked. (laughs) So it sucked ass. Porgs were cool, and that was pretty much it. Um, Luke Skywalker jacking off that alien, that was pretty cool, too. But yeah. for Tell the most part, porg movie. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Porg porn. At this point, I'd probably rather see a fucking porg movie than whatever the third act of the Kylo Ren arc is. Um, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna suck. But these standalone movies are good. Rogue One was really cool. Oh, it was, it was a, a masterpiece. 
is an isolated movie, right? Counterpoint, it's boring and bad. You didn't like wow. Rogue One, right? Shame on you. <laughs> what was your fucking problem it. with Rogue One? No, I didn't like Rogue One because it's a dour, boring affair. <laughs> And Star Wars is supposed to be fun and stupid. It was a You're fucking of tragedy. Phantom Thread. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the movie Phantom Thread. <laughs> the best Star Wars movies are fucking tragedies. Like Empire Strikes Back is the best original yes. series because it ends on a fucking down note. Well, That's madness. Did you see the Ewok sort of uh, direct-to-video <laughs> movies that came out in like the 80s? Was it also a They're tragedy? They're really depressing. No. Nope. They're about like the Ewoks force gets burned down mm-hmm. and there's like families and, like two Ewoks kids starving. have to save it. Yeah, yeah, that's a really sad. Actually, it was good. Is it like a Brazilian logging type affair <laughs> with the Ewoks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask Anders. Uh, I've never seen that movie, but I do think that the best Star Wars movies are tragedies, right? So like Rogue One is an uplifting tale, but everyone fucking dies, you know? Yeah. Spoiler alert, right? Yeah. But uh, it's Everyone kind of sacrifices a- themselves, which is something you don't really see in these films. Right. Um, you know, Empire Strikes Back ends with the, the whole overarching story ending on a down note, and then it comes back up, and it's fulfilling in the third movie, right? But this movie, I think, is a perfect Star Wars tragedy because what it is is not just a story of this character Han Solo it's a story of the concept of individualism which my, in my opinion is like a bad thing and so it would have been really shitty if they made a Star Wars movie about how great Han Solo is like if it ended up being oh he's a hero because he's an individualist because Han, he's a cowboy because he's a communist fucking, Han Khan. he's not though he's on fucking Solo right so yeah. like it would you know it shows you that it contrasts like, Jordan Peterson fucking loves Han Solo, right? Because he's, like, this fucking individual guy who breaks from the collective pack, right? But he's actually a bad character. So this this movie shows you a tragic, like, tale of how he wants to... He starts off as a naive young guy, and he sort of is tempted with joining up and becoming a collectivist, but he ends up getting his heart broken, and that heartbreak makes him that's a fucking a, That's loner. not a tragic tale, that he's sad over <laughs> over a woman, but it's not just a woman. It's like his whole life. He doesn't have a life. He's a petty criminal. He that the thing is, he wanted to start a life and it never started, and that's the here's tragedy. how you know. Here's how you know that there's no emotional pregnancy of the film is that when uh, sorry, what's uh, Woody Harrelson's character's name? Decker. De- Woody. Yeah. <laughs> From Cheers. No, no, I was gonna say. Uh, Becker, Becker. From Becker, Becker, because that and that, that's another from problem the, I had there with the movie is because I was distracted because I was thinking of the Ted Danson sitcom. Oh, yeah. oh it's a classic sitcom. All right, yeah. so mm-hmm. Ted Danson's Becker. character Bones is very important <laughs> in the movie. Okay, <laughs> uh, Han Solo uh, joins Tobias Beckett's right there. You go. whole uh, uh, crook gang that's uh, going to pull a heist on a train, and Tobias Beckett's girlfriend sacrifices herself so that they can live. And then the multi-armed uh, Nebish alien dies also. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember the, the neurotic alien. Yeah, the four-armed monkey space Jew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the, like, a weird Howard Cosell voice that didn't quite fit his CGI. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. Listen, listen. One thing I will give you guys about this movie is that the acting fucking sucked. And oh wait, you, you didn't feel you didn't feel oddly compelled by the imperial officer saying, "Oh, so you're alone. We'll call you Han Solo." Ah. Fuck off. <laughs> so the heist fails, and then the next shot is uh, Beckett 
observing two uh, Cairns, right, for uh, his lover, whom he's <laughs> known for several years. <laughs> and uh, Han is responsible for all of these deaths. And all he does is punch him and then goes, yeah, okay, so we got to talk to this other guy now. And that's it. That's it. There's no emotional pregnancy. <laughs> There's no uh, at- emotional attachment right. of any character in this film. Because you're watching it and you're thinking, wow, what a bunch of rogues. Right, because <laughs> so he worked for the em- rogues. For, also, he worked for the Empire and that has never been mentioned before. They're like, okay, but they're, the reason that they're, okay, all right. The reason they're bad acting makes sense is because they're emotionally guarded people. So, like, they're not big emotional people. Like, they... They're hard, hiding their emotions from each other, like fucking Han Solo and Daenerys. I forgot her name in the movie Kira. Uh, the whole time, like they're not—they don't have a good chemistry because they're like isolated loners, like to begin with. And so, th- what they're trying to do is become characters that would be good actors in the movie because they would break and have like emotions and whatever. <laughs> so, like, watch this like a metal. I'm sorry, that's Wait. a lot of words to excuse the fact that they're both just bad actors. <laughs> but I'm also like watching this. What do you do when you watch a movie, you know? I'm watching it through a lens of, like, please make this make sense in my head. <laughs> like, I'm projecting all this Jordan Peterson you, shit on You sound like it. Jordan Peterson talking about witches right <laughs> now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking anti-Jordan Peterson movie, though, because Jordan Witches Peterson, exist, trust me. Jordan Peterson w- wants Han Solo to be this fucking loner cowboy guy, and that to be, like, the point of the movie is that he's good. But this is actually a good movie because it's anti-Jordan Peterson's whole ideology because it's like it's a tragedy of a guy becoming an individualist which is a bad thing i could see you interpreting it that way but as far as everyone who worked on the movie is concerned it's a movie about how a cowboy was cool and shot people in space (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely pro uh individual narrative so it's not a tragedy he doesn't lose anything at the end of it he loses like a little bit of himself you know? No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> lose a wit he's, at the end of it. No, it's, he's it's, betrayed, right? It's very explicitly like put forward for you that when he shoots Woody Harrelson at the end, that was the right move. They even went so far as to have Woody dying on the floor say, "Good call. I was gonna kill you." <laughs> he loses a he loses a man who is a mentor for him for like three space months, and <laughs> who had betrayed him already. That's nothing. No. And a guy who had already lost everything. There's no absolute. There's absolutely no emotional attachment of any of these characters in this movie. To to Kira, who gives a shit? She was hot. She had cool tits. No, it's a good. It's and a good she point. Couldn't act at all. It's a. It's a good point because that happens a lot. There's that scene with the Lando's like sexy droid or whatever, and they're talking, and like Lando is what he's pansexual. That's what the writer said. Yeah, I mean, they said that after well, the fact. Well, you they didn't show it though. Which they no, they didn't show it. it. <laughs> but in that scene where they're in, the, she's in the, sh- she is in the ship with uh, Han, and she's talking about uh, her sexual tension. Yeah, with she's, she brown- wants to have sex with Han. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With or, La- or with, uh, with Lando. Lando yeah. With Lando. Nine's and then, pronouns are nine. <laughs> and then she <laughs> dies, and we're like, "Am I supposed to fucking care? This sex droid just died that I knew for she 10 minutes." She doesn't die. She her programming gets. Uh, slotted into the Millennium Falcon. Like Ow. they USB her in, well, and she's the Millennium Falcon now. She's you know, dead to me, which yeah. explains yeah. why in the original trilogy, Han refers to the Falcon as a her or she. Oh, oh he's not just a pirate. It's there's actually a woman's soul in the in the ship. Which <laughs> so he's actually woke this entire time. 
He's um, kidnapped a woman and put her in the ship. Does he have sex with the ship once she's a ship? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing to him. Does he do it by fucking it from within the ship, or does he get outside of the ship and go <laughs> around go back? The, the space tailpipe and just <laughs> hole it out. You go to the exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is Han a furry? Are we going to find that out because he's friends with Chewbacca? I don't know. Oh my These God. things are open for interpretation. I would argue that this is a good movie because all of the Star Wars movies for at least a decade have just been affairs of lights flashing in front of you while you uh, 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 OD on nonsense. And this movie had a scene where Han Solo yells at Chewbacca in Chewbacca language <laughs> in a situation where he hasn't eaten in three days and wins him over by being like, punch this wall! And that's the canon story now of how they meet. Yeah, but I mean... Well, have you ever been to Europe? You can actually push people around if you just know four words in their language. It's never happened. I haven't been to Europe. You copy. Um, well, Anders has got something to say. Okay. Much like Chewbacca in the movie. Uh, well, Chewbacca, Han was the... Because f- they expected it to be Chewbacca destroying Han Solo. But he's able to recognize Chewbacca as an individual and talk to Chewbacca in a way that the Imperial forces have not been able to because they view Chewbacca just as a, a simple machine, almost. Right. These stories are metaphors right. and stuff. Um, I did think, though, that the anti-hero uh, element was kind of underplayed and underutilized in a way that kind of did lose me a little bit. Like, I feel like if they had actually given... Han Solo, more morally questionable dilemmas to reconcile, it would have been a more interesting movie. Mm-hmm. But because Lucas is allergic to moral uh, ambiguity, that wasn't a feature of the film. And I think that it, it suffered with that in mind. I will also say that the acting uh, was not great. I did get the impression that the gentleman who played Han Solo was assigned the first three Star Wars movies and instead... Uh, found a bunch of Jack Nicholson movies <laughs> because a lot of his lines were sort of like, I, I speak, uh, I, I can, I'm fluent in Chewbacca. Um, like it, that was a little overdone for me in a kind of a Christian Slater style uh, that threw me a little bit. I think he could have tried to act more like Harrison Ford, quite frankly. But if you saw the Access Hollywood interview a couple weeks ago, Harrison Ford surprises the cast of Solo while they're promoting the movie and then they show uh, post-game interviews of them being surprised by Harrison Ford over and over and over again. Very interesting uh, sort of character. (laughs) That's that's it. That's all I have to say other than the Cheerios thing, which we can get to later. (laughs) Plug for the Cheerios thing. Yeah. We're going to talk about Cheerios later. I wanted to do a riff where uh, 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 he comes in and he's being Jack Nicholson as a snowman. But the time has passed. (laughs) No, let's hear it. I'm a snowman. Okay. Snowman. Thank you. That was pretty good. Um, (laughs) I'll also say this about the acting. Like, Donald Glover is, like, a pretty fucking cool get for playing Lando Calrissian. Oh, absolutely. No question. But he kind of sucked. Cool. Like, no, because he had nothing to do. Yeah, he, he played just a fucking to, card game. So uh, there were these scenes where Lando uh, is sitting in the Falcon uh, dictating his life story, right? And there's another like silly scene where they, they uh, uh, Kira finds his wardrobe and it's all capes. And all of this is trying to say, oh, he's cool. 
by the way, he's a cool guy, and that's it. That's the only dimension of his character. Yeah, it's barely alluded to. interesting there whatsoever. If you watch this movie and you had never seen, like, Lando and the Empire Strikes Back... He's a sneakerhead. You would not know (laughs) even what this guy's supposed to be. Like, they vaguely mention, oh, he's a sportsman or whatever, but they could have fleshed that out a lot harder. Yeah, we're supposed to think he's cooler because he cheats at cards, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's in keeping with the fucking theme of the movie, which is this, like, anti-hero roguish. So they they wrote his role very poorly, and they also, I I, I assume, the directors anticipate Hated. Oh, uh, Donald Glover, he, he'll just, like, make it cool. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, and he clearly didn't. I mean, I think, like, what, when I watched it, I noticed, I was like, did they shoot this movie in order? Because it seemed like he became Lando well, no, by didn't. the end of the fucking movie. Like, his initial, I mean, that maybe just because he was playing a very uncompelling version of Lando, and I eventually just got on board with it. But, like, he's kind of uh, affecting the 70s Lando accent or whatever, like, in the movie, but, like, pretty badly and not really adding much to it or Well, the whatever. thing is, we don't really know because 75% of the film that we see in the final cut is by uh, Ron Howard, and the other 25% is from the first director. What's his name? Who got booted? I, I forget his name. Do you guys know? Uh, no. Um, there is one very specific... Uh, that explains why Boba Fett smashes that uh, jukebox and then music starts <laughs> playing. That's right. <laughs> that was a callback to that. Um... <laughs> Uh, Donald Glover is doing a Lando impression for most of the time he's on screen until one part at the end of the movie where they just are like, hey, Derek comedy this up the most you possibly can, <laughs> where he's hanging out with Han Solo and he's like, I hate you. Uh, fucking, uh, we're at a spelling bee. He, he, yeah, that he, was the best Lando scene in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like maximum Donald Glover. Though. How about this? How about this? We, we... Oh, no, no, please. Oh, okay. We, uh, when we meet Lando, it's... He's in a uh, he's in a space alien bar where uh, it's you know it's it's all the cantina scene from A New Hope played over and over again, and he's in the back room playing space cards and it's not regular cards <laughs> and and all the dialogue from that and this sequence goes on for like five minutes and all the dialogue is oh uh, I see you have a straight gleep clop well I've got a royal gagoo oh yeah that beats yours so Dan Harmon wrote it like Rick and Morty <laughs> yeah. style yeah yeah that, I'm sorry that's that doesn't make him seem like a cool guy <laughs> this is so this is what I want to see is a follow-up, which is a season of Atlanta as Lando. He does the entire season, like, going and having little space adventures and also reconciling with ideas about identity and shit, and then he does, like, a companion album Oh, yeah, Lando. L- Lando Robbins' season would be great if he was just, like, robbing drug dealers in yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, or, like, a music video called, like, This is Tatooine or something, <laughs> and it's all about the Jawas struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, cool guys with cool stuff, did you guys know that Han Solo has dice? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that bothered me because that's a fucking reference to The Last Jedi whole thing where there's this huge plot hole in the last jedi where like he kind of has dice and then like someone's a hologram and they carry the dice and the dice are hologram but then they're not like it doesn't make any sense by the end of the fucking movie they're just doubling down on this weird dice thing that nobody would have even cared about (laughs) but if you cannot think about the last jedi when you watch this movie and just understand it as like a symbol of like hey all right, let me tell you. How about- could you not, though, when they make such a note of pointing <laughs> out the dice all the time? All right, you know how I watched this movie? 
as soon as I fucking like saw the text come down and like got into it, I went, you know what this is? This is a fucking 1980s like Kurt Russell movie. It's like Big Trouble in Little China. So like there's campiness yeah. and shit that's not going to make sense. And it's going to be fun like first and then plot second or whatever. And if you watch it that way, you don't get all nerded out and angry about like the dice because you don't think about the dice as a thing relating mm. to like the rest of the canon. You think mm. about it as a like quirky little like nod within the movie itself about like this roguish character you know so before i saw the film all the reviews every all, everything people were tweeting about was uh it's a serviceable heist film that was it yeah but that and just feels like a way of reducing it to like what's the nicest thing i could you know you meet somebody and they're like really ugly and you're like they have a really good sense a, of humor like that's the thing ultimately yeah that's pretty much what it was and if if it had not been any part of the Star Wars canon, if you would change Han Solo to Steve uh, Mars or whatever, it <laughs> would have been it would have been a decent and utterly forgettable film. It would be it's, funny if his name was Han Polly because he showed up with like ten people and he was like, "We're all fucking," and I'm not an individual. Stick together. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they have this very long sequence at the end of it after what you perceived to be the third act which should have been the castle run right <laughs> there's the yeah. post third act which is now uh uh mandatory for all of these blockbuster films to have a new fucking nearly endless fucking 30 minute segment where there's uh the complication with the marauders and uh kira uh you know goes on the uh flip screen and is oh she's bad this whole time and she talks to Darth Maul but she and wasn't that's bad Wars the whole thing. time that's the fucking most important part of the movie how was she not bad the whole time because she fucking told him like I would I wanted to go with you she said that like every time I thought about going with you it made me smile and it was the only she time couldn't the movie she got she smiled, nabbed right? by uh, the space TSA right <laughs> but that was like w like we're contrasting like circumstance with like uh your actual inner drive and that's supposed to be like the like the theme of this movie is like well which one wins out in the end and it's really sad that circumstance wins out like she tells him i you know what really i want to go with you she even goes as far as to say she's going to go with him and then takes off in a spaceship and once he sees her taking off he like fucking becomes on solo because that was the last shred of humanity he had you know the last shred he had was this hope that he could then that he could have built a life with her and that like that that's what makes him a dickhead because he is a dickhead Han Solo is a bad character but this is how he got there you know okay well so here's the fundamental problem with the film the original trilogy is in part the story of Han Solo's redemption right he is a an asshole he's murderous and he's just looking out for himself. But by the end of A New Hope, he realizes, oh, there's some things that are more important than just being uh, a, a, a solo smuggler, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, hence the name, Han Solo. I mean, that's... As we learned in the movie. Because well, I mean, well that's, well, that's originally, like, why that name exists. It shows that he's looking out for number one, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes back and risks his life in order to, uh, you know, ensure that the uh, operation is successful in order to save Luke. That already is a redemption story, so why would you make this film, the prequel film of him 20 years earlier, 
also a fucking redemption story where he does the right thing at the end. No, he should just be bad the entire fucking time. But I don't think this story was a redemption story. I think it was a fucking... What do you mean he does the right thing at the end? It right? was a Shakespearean tragedy. Like it No, was it's all not. Stop fucking... saying that. You don't know what that means. It was a fucking... It was mostly circumstance. It's like, like Shakespeare. It wasn't a lot to do with his individual free will. Like, he had a sliver of free will that, like, sort of, like, peaked at you throughout the movie, but the fucking defining plot points and the, the things that shaped his character were external. And that's why, like, I liked the movie, because I thought it looked at, like, oh, fucking guy escaping from, like, this weird, you know, crime, like, poverty situation and then wanting to overcome it, but then realizing, like, yeah, you're always, that shit's always going to catch up with you if you're not born already in that fucking sky casino or whatever but he makes a choice at the end of it to do, to do the good thing which is to supply the uh, uh space petroleum to s- jump start the rebellion and so he has already done a good thing and been the pro- essentially one of the progenitors of the rebellion yeah they make a big point of that too where they're like by the way later we're the rebellion <laughs> Why? Why is that even necessary? If you had cut the last 30 minutes of this film, I would say it's a pretty good film. Much like King Lear, uh, <laughs> the, the story can only be improved by speaking Wookiee for over <laughs> 10 minutes running time of a major motion picture. <laughs> Every time a Wookiee <laughs> co- talks in, there's no more story happening. It's just animal sounds into a space camera. As George Lucas thing. says, the play's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that it, it didn't choose the two Shakespeare tropes. Either you go Macbeth, everyone's dead, or you go Hamlet, and a couple of people are dead. It's pronounced Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm mixing these up, but one of these, everyone's, uh, a couple of people are dead, everybody's jaded. No, 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 it's Shakespeare or Chekhov. Chekhov, everyone's jaded, Shakespeare, everyone's dead. And he didn't choose either. He chose, like, a couple of people are dead, but we have rosiness, right? There's no room for a sort of uh, little bit of darkness within the rose. Well, that's because they were right, making a movie about an anti-hero, which is the thing in between things, right? So they had to, like, dip in between genres to make it. I thought it was creative. Chekhov has that rule where if you have dice in the first movie and no one likes it, <laughs> to put dice in more of the movies. Uh, Same I, goes for Wookiee talk, yeah. <laughs> okay, can, to be or not to... Actually, Dice was his first role was in a, a Chekhov play. Andrew yes, play. yes. Andrew Dice. Where's Dice? Dice Man. <laughs> yeah, a Star Wars story. That's the next <laughs> movie that's coming out. It's the origin story about how Andrew Dice Clay became a thing. God, I wish. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. I'm running away from a Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> and so forth. <laughs> uh, can I tell you a story of uh, how I saw the film? Absolutely. All right. So I saw it with Will and Matt at uh, Alamo Draft House. Oh I've heard of this. Which, which is, it's that, it's the Nazi movie theater where they play <laughs> these videos for the. They, they play these videos for the film telling you to snitch on your fellow moviegoers if they make a disruptive activity. Uh, the only reason I went is because the, the good uh, theaters where you can like drink booze at uh, were not on time. Alamo, <laughs> Alamo Draft House with its uh, lives of others attitude is, is too much bullshit. <laughs> I would like, here's what I would like, a movie theater where there's a concession stand where you just buy booze and that's it. That's that it. There's no waiters or any cooler. bullshit like that. 
I just I just go get the drinks and I come back. That's I, it. I like the <laughs> chairs there. They have large <laughs> chairs. They are good for a large man such as yourself. Listen, you. we can uh, we can. <laughs> okay, so I saw the movie with uh, uh, Matt and Will, and Matt was sitting next to me, and when uh, they reveal that. Uh, why Han's name is Solo, Matt leans in and says rather very loudly, in my opinion, uh, that's why he's called Han Solo. <laughs> and then uh, later on, when shoot, when they, uh, when Lando takes him to the Millennium Falcon, he says, that's how he got the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> and well, he just keeps saying that over and over again. And I said, we're going to get kicked out. Also, when every character explains their function in the story. <laughs> All right, listen. And it was, I mean, it was not as much of a nostalgia bullshit fest as the first two films of the new trilogy. But, I mean, it doesn't hold a candle to Rogue One. And that's a fact. Rogue One was a fucking brilliant movie. I like Rogue well, One. Jeremy, I don't like The Force Awakens. The most that Rogue One did that tied it to the rest of the, uh, rest of the uh, series, other than the, the, ju- the basic plot of it, was the appearance of Darth Vader, which in my mind was very restrained and very... Well, also uh, the basic good. plot point that what they were doing the entire time right, was right, right, fucking right, right. making right, right, that, right, right. that they're, they're bringing to life like one small, you know, moment, one, one event that is suggested by the entire series. Essentially just an event that was suggested by the opening crawl of A New Hope, right? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a nostalgia jack-off film. Well, they, neither you, was you this. Got to see, you got to see at the end of it, uh, Vader beat the shit out of people, which was incredibly fun and cool. The only kind of weird part was, of course, the Leia um, the CGI. Yeah. Gave us uh- hope. I'd argue that uh, Solo, a Star Wars movie, was less of a nostalgia jack-off fest than Rogue One was. It had Darth Maul in it. It had it Darth had, Maul in it. Was it was at the very The fucking Millennium you know Falcon in it. Nobody is nostalgic for Darth Maul. <laughs> Nobody is looking back. I'm a little nostalgic. He had a double <laughs> lightsaber. A double. Two. Yes, he had a cool lightsaber, but there's nothing else about him that people are like lining up at the theaters. It came Whereas out both sides. Rogue One is like... <laughs> He's a meme. <laughs> Rogue One is is laden with these appearances of like ATSTs and and and, and star destroyers and and these random things that they throw in That's there. That's another like, reason that no reason wait, for them. Rogue to One. Be there. Rogue One told three compelling stories. Solo told zero. I I am not arguing that Solo is a good movie. <laughs> I'm arguing that Rogue One is a bad movie. Like, do what you about the compelling story of Lando Calrissian playing yeah, a card Orson, game? Wait, wait, and no you one didn't like Orson Krennic? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Because he's a great character. You are. I, I will say they're asking us with Rogue One to keep track of, of a lot of British people. You know, and I can only keep <laughs> like five up their tops. Oh, so I, I, get, just, I get uh, it. I get it now. There's too many non-white people in Rogue One. <laughs> too many, too many Asians for you. I get it. Yeah, that that's works. fine. That okay. made that just side note. The Asian people in Rogue One. So I got addicted to a Star Wars video game on my cell phone last year, and it made a lot of fucking white power people that played that video game really angry when they introduced like Baze and the other guy. <laughs> they just. It, yeah, imagine how bad they were when the Marauders were feminist warriors. <laughs> <laughs> well, they haven't been incorporated into the game yet, but we'll understand in about six months when those people 
get wind of this through the video game and not the movies they're watching. It's also very important for context that the listener understand that Jeremy does not like any movie, I think, uh, that has ever come out. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Yeah, do you like any of the Star Wars movies? I mean, what's your fucking deal? You like still pictures? <laughs> uh, my favorite Star Wars movie is A New Hope. And uh, I I like the, the original movie. Yeah, I like a you new hope. Killjoy. I think that it should have ended. I don't think they needed Empire Strikes what? Back or you think Return the movie Jedi. should have been a standalone. Movie. I think it's a but great it was called film. Episode Four when it came out. Only after <laughs> no, they it decided oh, to really? do extras. Yeah. Fuck. I think it was a great well, standalone. I guess film. you're right. I think it Owned much, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Trigger. <laughs> but Empire Strikes Back was a brilliant film and a gorgeous film. Watch it again and look at the set design in that I've film. I've seen it it's a amazing. million times. I promise you I've seen it so okay, many okay, times. Okay, okay, but watch it again and really pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Blastered much, Rebels? <laughs> um, that doesn't even make sense. Uh <laughs> Empire fans, BTFO. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I like where you're coming from, which is that you hate all of this. That makes sense to me. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I guess closing statements. Can we get the serial story in? What's the serial I story, Anders? Lay it on us. <laughs> when will ago. they get to the serial story? <laughs> <laughs> it's just about it's cereal, the podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Look, Adnan didn't do it. <laughs> this would be yeah, if the producers of Serial made like a a customer service complaint podcast, this would be that. Uh, uh CVS. I'm there 2 weeks ago. <laughs> and this is uh, the most riveting part of the story so far. <laughs> Where are we? What, what how are we feeling? Off the halls of Jay. Uh we're we're talking one cashier fucking 17 person line. Um, I'm walking around to get a uh, handy mitten for my my oven, and I see solo. Wait, what's a handy mitten? Um, for you know when you're taking buns out of the oven. What's it? What that doesn't oven answer mitt. the question. An oven mitt. Oven mitt. <laughs> An oven oh. mitt. Handy mitten. We can't. We can't stop here. Where are you from? <laughs> are you from Pittsburgh or something? Okay. Where are you from? Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> All right, uh, th- I see th- uh, a box of cereal says... I'm free. going for some gum bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call rubber bands in Pittsburgh. We've Do they the really? I learned yins that call it that? The yins? Yeah, I learned yins and gum bands. That sounds like a slur. I'm sorry. But it's yins. fucked up. Okay. And also they say, I got to red up the room. <laughs> like read the room? They speak in like... Get weird... to the cereal. Okay. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Free solo ticket. Catches my eye. Nice kind of hot, blue, sexy font. Um, and I look over. Box of Honey Nut Cheerios, gluten-free, American Heart Association approved. You get three boxes. Comes with one free solo ticket. No. Boom. And these are honey nuts, so it's kind of a good flavor. I haven't had. And speaking of nostalgia, Wait, how many that's what they're. Just in case we're. Just in case we're not seeing the value of this tale. <laughs> wait, wait, no. honey nuts. I'm sorry. How much per box is it, though? A uh, movie ticket could be like eight dollars. Right. This we're uh, we're talking like three sixty-five a box. So oh wow, that's a good deal. It's a great <laughs> deal. deal. Um, I bring them home. Next day, look a little closer. There is the world's smallest asterisk next to free. <laughs> no. And it says up to eight dollar value. So you buy three of these boxes, okay? 
you go to computer and you type in yeah i believe it's fandango related and you have to <laughs> enter three separate codes and you maybe get an eight dollar discount on one ticket i'm thinking at this point i'm gonna take it all right and so i punch him in and all of the eligible fandango theaters are in long island new jersey rhode island so nothing oh, god this should have been the whole episode. <laughs> I am furious. It should have furious. been in the movie. <laughs> so, so, very amusing that they offered one free ticket. A solo, or, what, well, what are they going to get? Three tickets to Solo? <laughs> yeah, to a fucking movie called Solo. Yeah. So, anyway, I was a little miffed at that, and it caused me to have too hot of a take on Solo because I was uh, stewing. Well, it sounds it's like serious. the real Star Wars enemy is General Mills. <laughs> Woo! Shut it down! <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I get some air horns after that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll plug them in and post. Uh, <laughs> General Mills. Right now. <laughs> I'm Sarah Koning. <laughs> and that's what you call a hot riff. <laughs> now, do you find yourself sending a lot of emails? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a mail chimp. All right. Well, <laughs> Virgil, thank you for joining us uh, to hey, shit hey, talk hey, this hey, movie. Hey, can I plug the book? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Buy the book. The Chapo book. Is called uh, the Chapo Guide to Revolution: A Manifesto Against Logic, Facts, and Reason. It will be out at retail retailers April, August twenty first. Oh man, I'm fucking this up real bad. Hey man, look, look, that's look, the look. whole point of the episode. I, t- I tell you what, stupid. Just go online and buy the fucking book. Just buy the, buy book. the book. Thank you. Buy the book. Buy the book. It it. <laughs> we don't get any money from you buying the book, so it's not even a fucking selfish thing. It's just. What's the money going to? So it goes to our publisher. I thought you were going to General say, like, Mills. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to our, our publisher. It goes to George Lucas, actually. Who owns Simon & Schuster. I fucking no, knew we, it the we, whole time. Uh, all the pre-sale, uh, pre-sales go contribute towards getting on the New York Times bestseller list, which we want to be on top of so that we can lord that over everyone that we harass in the book. And I promise you, we harass a lot of people in the book. <laughs> if you support harassment online, buy this book. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, Jeremy, got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, check out my podcast with Alex. It's called Ballin' Out Super. 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 <laughs> Jake's been on it. Raga's been on it. We're Will Medeker's been on it. This is a big week. We are. Cool. And... Uh, very other obvious plug. Four of us are producing a show this weekend at Mayday Space. If you live in Brooklyn, at 7 p.m. is the paid protest show. Okay, Jake's on the show. It's going to be a fun time. It's a comedy show for two hours, and then we're doing a dance party. Dance party. We're, we're, we're raising money for DSA Medics. Please come out. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm uh, I'm hot back from the tour, so I'm fucking yeah. stoked. I got good material. Jake's going to be on it. we got Lindsey Bowling, Joe Rumrill, a lot of funny people. I will Joe Rumrill's be very, very funny Super guy. funny dude. Magical. I will be in, if you are in Philadelphia, I will be doing my one-man show about autism on June 21st, June, excuse me, June 22nd, June 23rd at Quigs. Uh, it's going to be at 9 p.m. 
Twitch. Find it on Facebook. Would love to see you. How do you spell are you Queens? are you trying to spread it or or cure it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying everyone to acknowledge that they have it. Universal autism yes. now. That is <laughs> on demand. Right. <laughs> Spreading. Make uh, me autistic. Fucking. Who's <laughs> <laughs> called dummy? Uh, by the way, dummy uh, make want. America autistic again. <laughs> but, uh, Innately fuck, autistic. Yeah, fucking go to paid protest on Saturday. Uh, come to my weekly show in Park Slope at Cherry Tree Bar, 8 p.m. It's called Airplane Mode. And follow me on Twitter, ACLU Official. Thanks. Cool. Oh. All right, that's up. It was a good movie. Now I'm going to turn it off now. Shut it down.